Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to the re-recording of the third episode of season three of Weisscast. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, along with the Milledgeville Mamba himself, Bryant Stinson. Hey everybody, I hope that you are enjoying your day. I don't think I said that the first time around, but since we're publicly announcing that it's a re-recording... <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, man? Dude, I've been good, but our boy Craig has stabbed me in the back more than once. You know what I'm saying? Walking out on us, Craig. Walking out on us. Leave that girl alone. She don't want you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, our our bot that records on Discord is named Craig. And Homeboy just left us 20 minutes into recording. And didn't save anything. Normally, we wouldn't start from the beginning again, but because Craig left so deep in and didn't save anything, we got to re-record some housekeeping. Weisscast is starting a new podcast uh, in the near future. It's called Weiss Camera Action. It's just three dudes talking about movies and filmographies of directors or series of movies, and then ranking them. Um, should be a lot of fun. It's me, uh, one of my students, and one of my coworkers. Um, stay tuned for that. Um, Bryant, my man, we missed you last week. Yeah, man, I was chilling in South Carolina. It was a good hey, weekend. The lesser Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, North Carolina is superior. Um in every way possible, but, um, no, it's not. <laughs> anyways, last week, uh, Justin and I talked about our top 10 games from childhood and we wanted yep. to give you the opportunity to list yours real quick. Yeah, and I can do that. It really sucks. Cause you gave some really good in-depth analysis on the first recording. Yep. We're not getting it this time around. Screw you, Craig. <laughs> Yeah, Craig, told you to leave that girl alone. <laughs> All right, so in no particular order except for number one, my list from my top ten games in childhood go like this. Halo Combat Evolved, Pokemon Yellow, Call of Duty 4, Super Mario Sunshine, Sonic the Hedgehog, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Mass Effect, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That is my top 10 games from childhood. Incredible list. And as you were saying, uh, before we got so rudely interrupted. Outrageous. By Craig. uh, Knights of the Old Republic is a great game that, unfortunately, hasn't aged very well. And you know what? EA... We deserve the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, treatment for mm. Kotor. Mm. We we deserve it. So, 
if you could do that for us, you just just real quick. I mean, we know you're not up to anything except for Battlefield Six. Um, that'd be real cool if you could do that. Uh, I expect it holiday 2022. Mm. And um, you do this or I walk. <laughs> you heard it. The gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> Anyways, right. folks, let's get in to the meat of the show from around the web. Let's read the news. Brent, how many stories do we got on the docket? Like 17. A baker's dozen. Yeah, man. No, didn't miss that. <laughs> There's actually only three stories on the docket. Uh, there's we're we're each doing one and then we're talking about um some really relevant news um that will probably take up the meat of the show um mm. so right wait what i said the meat <laughs> meat <laughs> not to be confused with that that football player that we both went to college with meat Really? Yeah, it was the guy's nickname. I, I I honestly never met him. Uh and I couldn't oh point him, I couldn't point him out of a crowd of one, but people talk about him and oh, yeah. like, all right, meet. Whatever. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well <laughs> <laughs> so so um so the next generation of consoles are right around the corner. Right there. And, uh, I mean, they're right there. You can see them. You can see them. We don't know how much they're going to cost yet, but you can see them. You can freaking uh, pre-order them, but you can't. You don't know how much you're paying. Yeah, yeah you can pre-order them, but you, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so FIFA 21, uh, won just another game in EA Sports' annual sports game release ticket, docket, list, thing, whatever, will not feature cross-platform play, even across console generations. Um, Uh, This does not surprise me, but um, this is just something that EA have already made public. They said that you will not be able to play across console generations or cross-play in FIFA 21. However, you will be able to carry over your FIFA Ultimate Team progression from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 and Xbox One to Xbox Series X. Um, which, again, doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Um, even though kind of the game does support, I think it supports this thing called dual entitlement. Um, so, like, Dual entitlement, all it means is that you can buy the same game on either console generation. Um, and you you can upgrade and keep all of your stuff um, as long as you don't, like, have an Xbox One X and then buy a PlayStation 5. Then obviously you can't transfer your stuff. But if you transfer okay. within the same, within the same um, 
if you if you, as long as you keep the same console maker, you can transfer your stuff over to your new one. Um, pretty sure via smart delivery, but you won't be able to do that if you go if you change console makers. Um, again, this doesn't really surprise me. Um, before cross-platform play was even a thing between like two generations ago and the current one. Um, I'm not surprised. And so this is just a better way for EA to say, look how many, ver look how many copies of this game we sold. <laughs> um, you know, so it'd be really interesting to see kind of how all this goes. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, at first, uh, upon hearing this news, I thought it was a little tone deaf of EA. Um, because a lot of multiplayer games are going to that cross-platform um, model. I mean, Fortnite was really the first big one. Um, Fortnite and uh, Rocket League were the two first big ones to do it. Um, yeah. and, and then I, I, I dare say that Call of Duty popularized it um, with... Yeah. Modern Warfare. Um, but, I mean, really, Fortnite and Rocket League were the first... Uh, well, we can go even before that, Bryant. Minecraft was also... Yeah. So, uh, those, those, three, those three games really um, blazed the trail, but then, I mean, Call of Duty, like, cleared the forest, you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. They, they really popularized it, and... Um, late in this console generation cross generate or, or cross play has been such a big thing um and you know people have been talking i mean before halo got delayed um people were talking about cross generational multiplayer so like if i got if i just keep my xbox one but you upgraded to the series x we could still play halo together right um I did not know about their, uh, what, what did you call it? So, I mean, Xbox calls it smart delivery. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called. Um, so, yeah, you talking about the, um, the dual the, uh, entitlement thing? Dual entitlement, yeah. Yeah, that's something that FIFA 21 is going to support. So it's a free next-gen upgrade essentially what it is so, so that's a little bit better that's that's nice i mean so like you know if if you got a series x day one i mean you're already probably gonna have fifa 21 before then um if you got a series x day one you can upgrade and um that's that's really nice uh, i mean you might not have very many friends to play with <laughs> yeah uh, but i mean once they do upgrade you will have the opportunity. Um, you know, th this this generation more than, or this next generation more than most, I mean, I don't know what the adoption rate's going to be like um, at the beginning. I know the last generation PlayStation 4 just sold out, like, real quick. Yeah. Um, um, this, this one's going to be interesting. And knowing that EA have something like smart delivery is is makes makes the whole story a little less tone deaf than originally I thought. Um but still, I mean it's not it, 
multiple games have proved that it's not that hard to do cross-platform multiplayer. Like, it's not as hard as people originally thought. Yeah, you know, and again, I think it'd be smart for developers to make sure that they're not forcing people to spend more money than they need to to play games that they already own by them. So any any developer, any publisher that makes a decision to not adapt this, which I don't think many will do that, um, but any developer that decides not to adapt this will mm-hmm. will seriously be hurting um, when the when the next generation of consoles comes out. Um, but it, it stinks, and what that what that means is this is just EA's kind of subtle little way of trying to make people upgrade to the next generation of consoles as quickly as possible um, if you want to continue playing with your friends. So it'll be interesting to see how all that goes. Yeah, and. I mean, the article didn't say this, but I'm imagining that the other EA Sports franchises are doing similar things. I mean, I can see Madden doing the same thing in NHL. Um, yeah. So. I mean, and Madden and, and NHL are made by the same developers. All it's all all those are EA Sports. So if FIFA's doing it, I would imagine they're going to do it as well. Right, and Madden is out now, I believe. I think you're right, yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll see. I mean, it really is nice to know that uh, multiple developers are, like, kind of buying into this, like, smart delivery thing that Xbox has been talking about since announcing the Series X. Um, and it's, it's, it's also nice to know that developers are adopting it for the PlayStation as well. Um, it's going to be... It, 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 you're right. It's going to be sad when a major publisher is like, eh, I want to charge for people to play my game on this generation. And, I mean, some people are speculating that 2K is doing that. Like, Yeah, which doesn't uh, surprise me because they suck. Yeah. Well... Yeah, they do, but also like, I mean, they're not doing that for GTA Five or uh, yeah. So I mean, they're doing it for the sports games, which is probably their most popular franchises. I mean, even like, I'm I mean, I'd say that the NBA Two K franchise just sells ridiculous amounts, like. Fairweather uh, PlayStation and Xbox fans probably have 2K and Call of Duty. Like, right? Like, yeah, you know those are like very popular. Um, speaking of popular games, though, Bryant, mm. have you have you heard about the uh, the Fortnite War on Apple? Very, very little. I've heard very, very little about it. Let me in, catch you. enlighten me. Let me catch you up, my dude. Uh, so, I want to say it was a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, Fortnite updated, or Epic Games, the publisher and developer of Fortnite, um, updated their game on iOS to have this uh, 
this backdoor transaction system so where you could buy their in-game currency V-Bucks directly from Epic and not through the App Store. Um, you got a 30% discount buying directly from Epic um, because that's how much of a cut Apple would take. And, um, you know, that 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 broke the App Store rules. That broke the Apple App Store rules. And thus, Apple took Fortnite off the App Store. Um, and that started this whole legal battle between Epic and Apple. Um, Epic is, of course, a multi-billion dollar company. Um, they, their most popular uh, franchise is Fortnite right now. Um, but, I mean, you might not know that they also create the Unreal Engine. Um, very popular engine for video game developers. Um, of course, Apple is now a $2 trillion company, um, which is just ridiculous. $2 trillion. Um, and they, they're they known for these strict guidelines that they have on the App Store. Um, so Epic knew that they were going to get taken off the App Store as soon as they did this. They had this whole thing prepared for when it happened. They had this parody of a commercial that Apple ran in 1984 about the movie 1984 and like Big Brother and et cetera. It's actually a really funny parody. Um, They have this whole campaign called Free Fortnite. Um, But they're kind of like, I don't know what to say, like weaponizing their fans, their fan base, which is of course, like the majority of their fan base is like eight to 18 year olds. Like that's like the majority of their player base. And they started this hashtag free Fortnite. And there's been this concern that, Epic is weaponized. I say weaponizing. I don't know what else to say. They're like calling to action these fans that don't necessarily know the whole, the whole scope of what's going on. And um, there's actually there's actually already been a court uh, a court date, and um, so far the ruling is so. Epic wasn't necessarily just worried about Fortnite being taken off the App Store. Apple was prepared to completely block Epic from having the dev kit for the App Store. Yeah, Um, which, as the creator of the Unreal Engine, is terrible for the video games industry um, because essentially they were going to block the Unreal Engine from the app store, which is supported. It's supported on Apple systems. Um, and so a lot of games were going to be taken from the app store, including, um, from their Apple arcade. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there was so a, pet, stop being petty Apple and Epic. <laughs> so like I said, there's already been this court date and right now the judge ruled, 
that Apple can take Fortnite off the App Store, but they have to allow the Unreal Engine to stay on there. Otherwise, it would have been a monopoly. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, Google Google followed suit with Apple, um, like right after, but it hasn't gotten as much press because they don't have as strict guidelines as Apple does. And also yeah. on on Google, they're like. There was always a way to still download Fortnite. You didn't have to get it through the Play Store. You could just get it straight from uh, Epic Games. Um, because on Google, you don't need their app store to download apps. You can download from Amazon. You can download from third-party um, sources. Um, so I, I was wondering, Bryant. I mean, neither of us are Fortnite players. Yeah. But like what what kind of impact do you think that this has like on the industry, on consumers? You know, it's difficult because I I feel like Again, man, it is it's difficult because there there has to be well first of all i think i think between between the two that there, there needs to be more kind of clear kind of communication between the two to ensure that something like this doesn't happen but i but i again i i, I worry i worry more about what this does for kind of the people who who can only play this um or who choose to play this, like via the app store, you know, like what can this do for them um, to get on one day and to find out that Fortnite is no longer there, um, you know, because of all of this, there've already been people who have been selling iPhones with Fortnite on them on 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 eBay, and mm-hmm. some they're anticipating that the game's going to be taken off. But similar to how they did the like, um, similar to how they did this was when with angry birds as well back in the day and so i mean i mean the the impact could be huge because i know fortnite's player base is massive on consoles but also on mobile and i'm i'm interested to see um how that could affect their player base and kind of the reach that fortnite has um but also what that could do for games like you were saying with the apple arcade that also use the same engine in the event that something like this did did take place where the engine had to get removed um mm-hmm. then other games would be gone too and so it it always is weird to me how multi-billion multi-trillion dollar companies can be so nitpicky with things and try to use their financial weight to Kind of get one over on people, so this it seems like it's going to be a long, long fight mm-hmm. <laughs> before they eventually figure something out. You know, my um, I had I had a thought uh, earlier this week about about the whole thing, and think about the 
random Joe Schmo Apple worker who has a family at home, has kids in that demographic that have an iPad that play Fortnite on that iPad. Like, just think how confusing that is. Like, yeah. I'm sure Joe Schmo Apple employee hates what's going on right now. Yeah. Because they feel very torn. They're like, my kid loves this game. He plays with his friends. Um, video games, of course, have been a great way to hang out with your friends during coronavirus. Yeah. In general. And now, like, a lot of kids' main way of hanging out with their friends virtually has been taken away. Um, yeah, dude, it sucks. Um, but I mean, there's a simple solution that none of us are looking at, Brian. What's that? Switch to PUBG Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played PUBG Mobile in months. Yeah, me neither. But no, just just kidding. Um, I I know that part of what makes Fortnite fun is like the visuals and like they get to have the big cross the crossover events. Like they announced that the next season of Fortnite's a crossover with Marvel, which is dope. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Fortnite is really that that rare game that is like it's kind of like an every game, you know? It's like it it had no identity of its own, no discernible identity, but it could be malleable to whatever crossover they wanted. Yeah. And it would just fit in perfectly. Like, uh, when Infinity War came out, uh, you could play as Thanos, which was sick. Um, yeah. Been... When, yeah, they had a Star Wars crossover for um, the for um, the Rise of Skywalker as well. Mm-hmm. There's been DC skins. There's been other yeah. Marvel skins. Like, you could play as Captain America. Um, and now they're doing a whole Marvel season, which is really cool. Um yeah, I mean, this whole thing, Epic versus Apple, sucks. Um, there's no denying that. Um, I I don't know who I hope wins, honestly. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if Apple wins, it's kind of bad for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, but I've heard if Epic wins, like, it could also be bad because then pretty much they'll be able to charge whatever they want for their stuff. Um, yeah. Which could also not be great. Um, pretty much whichever company wins, none of the consumers win. Yay, bureaucracy. <laughs> bureaucracy. We have to, we're going to have to keep tabs on this. We definitely are. Stay tuned, folks. This is going to be an epic ride cool 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 cool. all right what's next let's get to the topic of the show the topic the topic top 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 so Mm. folks as you know uh living in american society i don't think that we well just the world society as a whole 
um, the last few months, not only has there been quarantine and COVID, but there's also been like a major, um, let's just say a major renaissance in um, human rights and the the call for equality, um, starting with the untimely death of George Floyd. Um, there have been many protests and riots um, calling for justice. And, you know, we thought that it came to a head in May or June. Um, but, on, I mean, the work's never done, unfortunately. Uh, we were, it's always a work in progress. Um, and it got to a point where um, it wasn't, by no means was it forgot, forgotten about. It just wasn't talked about as much um, because that's the way the media is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But with things like the NBA bubble, um, the issue was was kept alive. The the idea, the movement, Black Lives Matter, was kept alive. Um, if you if you were watching the NBA bubble, you know that they got to put um, words pertaining to the movement on their jerseys. Uh, Black Lives yeah. Matter was huge on on the court. It was literally hashtag Black Lives Matter right above the NBA logo center court. Um, all of the coaches wore a, 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 what looked like a name tag that said racial justice. Um, and um, earlier, no, it was, it was late last week, right? Late last week, um, there was mm-hmm. a man by the name of Jacob Blake. Uh, he, the officer or officers in Kenosha, Wisconsin, pulled him over. They had a warrant to search his car um, and he refused, but they shot him in the back seven times. Um, And I don't know what protocol is, but I know for sure refusing search is not a means for shooting some man in the back seven times. Um, Thankfully he didn't die, but he's paralyzed um, hospitalized and, you know, um, you know, probably will never walk again. Unfortunately, um, this police violence, um, has gotten a lot of headlines specifically this year, but I mean, you know, for the last 10 years, I mean, going back to Trayvon Martin, um, yeah, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, mm-hmm. um, more recently, like, Brianna Taylor and George Floyd and yeah, yeah. um, and, and it's just very. I mean, I I've said unfortunate a couple times. It's just it's sad. It breaks my heart knowing that this crap is still happening. It's breaks my heart knowing that it ever happened. Um, yeah. Um, well, let's well let's just call it what it is. It's well, let's just call it what it, what it is. It's racism. It's for sure racism. One hundred percent. You know. You know, it, it, it's and the thing is, and the thing is, like, so, and of course, I, 
if you if you watch if you watch the video, you see the guy moving around the front of his van and two cops behind him. Mm-hmm. Him moving around the front of his van prompted one cop to grab the back of his shirt, um, which is whatever. And then as he goes to his van to open the door, um, you hear seven gunshots go off. And you can't really, there's no way to really tell if both officers fired or only one. Um, The other thing that's crazy about the story is that he had three children in the van. And that's the craziest part to me. Like, and, and, and the interesting thing about, about that aspect is if they had a warrant and look a lot of a lot of people will try to spin it and say well why didn't he just comply with police i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know why he didn't comply um but if they were searching for drugs or searching for weapons it never got to that point because they shot him in the back seven times just like you said I can't even advocate for shooting somebody once who's unarmed, but what can bullets two, three, four, five, six, and seven accomplish that bullet one can't, you know? Exactly. Um, and so you, you shoot him in the back that many times. And then for, for a theoretical gun that he may have had in his vehicle, a theoretical gun. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, later on in, Kenosha, Washington, when protests were taking place. Wisconsin. Which, yeah, that's it. I said Wisconsin. You said Washington. I, no, I, I appreciate sure I said Wisconsin, but it may not have come through. Oh, did, did I say? Did I say Washington? Okay, Wisconsin. That's what I meant. Um, in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, there were peaceful protests, and there were more more like detrimental destructive demonstrations that were taking place after the peaceful protest stopped because Kenosha had had a curfew I think from 8 p.m to 7 a.m mm-hmm. as a result of all these things that were going on um and so after the peaceful protest finished the more destructive demonstrations would take place and of course those are naturally going to overshadow the peaceful protests that were taking place but a- another story cropped up of this boy, he's not an adult, the boy from Illinois, whose mother drove him to Kenosha to protect a business that they didn't own. And he had an assault rifle strapped to his chest and is in the street at night during the more kind of destructive and violent demonstrations that were taking place. This boy, the reason I call him a boy is because he's 17 years old. His mother drove him from Illinois to Wisconsin to protect businesses that they don't own. He ends up shooting two people. He ends up shooting three people, sorry, killing two of them and injuring one person who later lost their arm. 17 years old. He he then gets followed by this mob 
he gets followed by this mob who were who were saying to the police officers and law enforcement that are littering the streets that this man just shot someone. This boy has shot somebody. And he's walking towards them. You can, I mean, you can watch the video. He's walking towards them with, with this AR strapped, or, strapped over his chest, holding it in his hand, walking towards police who were telling him not to come near them. And he just kind of diverts and goes to over to the side and still walks forward. And not one time did the police feel threatened by his presence. And as a matter of fact, he wasn't arrested until the next day. And yeah. he's white, by the way. White. Of course he is. Because with it's it's amazing to me how how a black man can be shot and nearly killed for a theoretical gun that he may have had in his vehicle. But a white man, white boy, with an actual gun has the privilege of having his issues diffused. He's arrested. He, he's, he's arrested. He's going to go through all the due process and the, and, and, the, and, and just the, the legalese that are naturally going to have to take place as they continue to investigate. But you can pull over a black man because you have warrants on him and because he doesn't comply with you, that means that you should shoot him because he's going into his vehicle. And he may have had a, he may have had a weapon. He may have mm -hmm. had a weapon, but he didn't have a weapon on his person at the, at that time. What happened to tackling people? What happened to subduing people? What happened to, what happened to pinning them down and, and what putting happened to tasing, on them? Like, yeah, well, yeah. What happened to like? Why, why, why do you have to resort directly to to deadly force, right? And 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 let's just call it what it is again. Black skin in America is the most is the most dangerous weapon that exists in this country. And that's and that's just that's just the way it is. No one because you can't convince me otherwise when I can see a video of a minor. Mm -hmm. walk around with an AR strapped to his chest, walking through the streets that are littered with law enforcement, and he gets to have a good night's sleep before eventually getting arrested. When a black man who doesn't even have a weapon on him gets shot seven times because of warrant, get out of here. I, yes. it's like that doesn't, it makes no sense to me. And this is why, this is why we've seen multiple protests from sports teams. And you mm -hmm. can, Feel free yes. to talk some more about that. Yeah, so kind of getting into so we it was necessary to like build that background to our actual topic because we needed to give a whole overview of what's happening in the country to say last night multiple sports teams um from different sports uh like NBA, MLB, MLS all boycotted their games. Um, in protest of the events that you just described with Jacob Blake and the unnamed 17-year-old kid um, in both in Wisconsin. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks were the first to say, hey, not planned. They didn't even show up to, you know, the pregame shoot-around um, on the court. Um, and, you know... 
five minutes before or 15 minutes before kick in the Atlanta United game, uh, it was announced that neither team, Atlanta United or Inter Miami, were going to take the field. Um, and that was canceled. Uh, you know, all in protest of these events. And last night, the NBA Players Association met at 8 p.m. Eastern time, um, led by, of course, one of my favorite players, Chris Paul. Not the new Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they voted. Um, and most of the teams that are still in the playoffs want to continue the season. Two teams of note are boycotting. Um, yep. Both from LA, Clippers and Lakers. Um, yep. I I don't know the full story behind their their boycott. It, it's kind of unknown right now as to what's going to happen with them. I mean, they're the they're the literally the one and two seed of the West. Um, yeah. <laughs> like... And the Lakers were spanking oh. the Trailblazers like bad, and I mean the Clippers were in a good series with the Mavs. Um, but yeah, it's. It's very interesting. Um, and I, I tweeted this yesterday. You might have seen it. Um, it's like this really strange feeling for me um, between being proud and having a lot of respect for what these teams are doing in um, in boycotting and protesting their games yeah. um, to bring awareness of the things going on in this country. It's it's a strange feeling between that that respect and pride um, for those teams, but also just like kind of disappointment and a little bit of sadness because like watching their games was a nice little distraction from just the crap that's been going on this year. Um, I would argue that at the worst point of the year. Um, you know, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, when the when the protests and riots were literally nationwide, yeah, um, and getting nationwide televi- televised, um, like at the height of that, like one of the things that we needed most was sports. We like yeah. sports are a great unifier. Um, it doesn't matter what the sport is, like. And it doesn't even matter if you're a fan or not of sports. Like most people know the Lakers, you know, most people know the Yankees. Most people know, um, well, not a lot of people know the MLS. I was going to, but I mean, in Atlanta, everyone knows Atlanta United, you know, like, um, so I mean, it's this it's this really strange feeling of like hardcore respect for these guys and standing up for the right thing obviously we a call for justice a call for racial equality that is so badly needed worldwide but specifically in the states um but also, just like you know, it was kind of nice to not think about that for two hours, and watch, yeah. watch them, you know, battle it out on the court, and watch 
um, watch the Mavs and my boy uh, Doncic shoot a game-winning three, a game-winning buzzer beater three to to tie the series with the yeah. Clippers. Um, good old Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. But, I mean, I, I really do have respect for all these teams, and I'm really wondering what the Lakers and Clippers boycotting means. Um, I mean, are they just going to restructure the playoffs? Are they going to be like, hey, New Orleans, you're back in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come here, right. Pelicans. <laughs> you're going to do a, you're going to do a little series with the, with the Blazers, a little three game series. I don't, but it's very interesting. Or, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that hard to fix it. Just eliminate both the Clippers and the Lakers and send the trailblazers on to the next round, um, which would be undeserving, but yeah, they're really fun to watch. So I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, and I, I think that this is kind of a, a continuation of something that, took place back in 2016 when Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that athletes and black athletes more specifically are tired of being, being distractions. They're tired of being ways to, ignore what goes on in the world. I think they're tired of being distractions from what actually is taking place. Um, and we we have this current generation mm-hmm. of athletes that actually want to use their platform to advocate for good. And, you know, and you'll hear a lot of people saying, well, man, I wish I could walk off my job if I decided that I didn't like something. Um, and the reality is you can really do whatever you want, but they're just consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like people have been crying out for public figures to do more and to say more and to use their voices and platforms more than they have, than maybe they have in the past. And now it's happening. And when and so when it's just like oh when we meant you we meant use your platform more we didn't mean like use it more for this we meant use it more for like other stuff you know and yeah and so and so and that's kind of the kind of the rub for me right now it's just how um because they have to live they have to live lives too and their lives may look significantly different than yours or mine but they still have to live different lives and mm-hmm. or they still have to live their lives and they still live in the in in a nation where this stuff happens and it affects them too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, Matt, I mean, huge amounts of respect and I completely support the players decisions to, to boycott. Absolutely. Um, here's another like factoid sports, like sports, not essential, like (laughs) sports, not essential at all. Um, it is a form of entertainment for for us. That's what it is. It's a form of entertainment for us 
and a light and a like a way to gain livelihood and to live and to have comfort comfortability for the athlete. Um, but it's not essential. The other crazy thing is that we were all concerned about how COVID would affect sports. And COVID isn't the thing that's stopping sports right now. It's racism. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it, I, I think that while COVID is a problem, it's a serious problem. It's a national, well, it's not a national, it's a worldwide health crisis. Um, racism is a, is a huge issue as well. Um, and it's also and a worldwide crisis. It is, absolutely. And it needs to be something that we take seriously. Mm -hmm. um, we have to advocate for listening to people who look different than us, who have different stories than we do, and giving them the time of day to actually empathize with them and their situations and the things that they've experienced and the things that they've seen instead of trying mm -hmm. to say that because I don't experience this in my life, that must mean that what you experience isn't real at all and forcing your reality right. on someone else. And, and, and the same can be said on the, on the other side. I can understand people having issues with, with, with something like Black Lives Matter, people feeling like they're trying to force their idea on them, trying to force on them the, this whole idea that, oh, well, like, you're trying to make me believe that racism exists and I just don't, I don't believe it does and all these different things. And we can have more conversations about mm -hmm. police brutality and, and, and the shootings that take place and the volume at which white people are shot and killed by police versus volumes at which black people or other people of color are shot and killed by police. We can have those conversations into the ground, but the reality is, is that you, you just have to look at these isolated instances. And I, and I challenge people to look at the instances side by side, mm -hmm. look at, to look at, to look at Blake in his instance where he is unarmed and is going into his vehicle and is shot seven times in the back before he could even, I mean, like, I mean, put the guy in handcuffs and then search his car, whatever. I don't know what the protocol is, but shooting somebody is not on it especially they're unarmed. And then you go to Kenosha where you have a minor, a minor, mm -hmm. 17 years old, who owns an AR that's strapped to his chest, ends up be and is driven there driven there willingly by his own mother. Shoots three people killing two of them and is allowed to have a good night's sleep before he gets arrested. He doesn't get killed. He doesn't get shot. He just gets arrested. And until, until like, and people, people are responding to stuff like this, like black people want revenge and they don't, they just want equality. But people are responding to them like they want revenge. And, and it's amazing how I've seen this phrase kind of float around Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And essentially what it says is that racism is so inherently American that protesting it is seen as an attack against the country. Um, and until we can 
recognize that this is not okay. This is this should not be a part of who we are. These types of things are going to continue happening. Mm-hmm. People are going to continue to protest. People are going to continue to be destruct to be destructive. People are going to continue to be violent until change is made. Um, and no one wants that. That's not in the best interest of of the country as a whole. But neither is having systems in place that allow police officers to to use deadly force on people of color mm-hmm. because they have the authority and means to do so. Um, I mean, Breonna Taylor's, I mean, the police officers that shot Breonna Taylor are still going on six months. So, 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 so going on and, you know, they broke into the wrong house and shot her in her sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and these types of things happen and they seem, they seem crazy and alien and foreign, but, it's mm-hmm. the reality, you know, and I'm hoping that the moves and the decisions that people who are more public, who are seen, who are seen more often, like these NBA players, um, that they will spark other people to actually use their voices, which will ultimately spark change and move things forward um, in the way in the way of equality. That's 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 really all we can hope for. It's true. And, you know, I hate to cut this incredible discussion short, but we're approaching an hour and we both got things to do today. Um, But folks, it's one of the best things that you can do in response to this is, you know, contact your senator, contact your congressman, vote in November. Um, Because the only, I mean, we hold the keys to change. Um, we, the registered voters of America, hold the keys to change in this country. And our voice, unfortunately, our voice alone is not enough. We have to act. Um, yeah. So, you know, go that first Tuesday in November to your local voting precinct and vote for change because that's the only way that we're going to see um, actual progress in America. Um, And I'm not telling you which way to vote. uh, Because if you're like me, you, you see the good on both sides and you see the bad on both sides. Um, So not telling you which way to vote, just vote for, change and positive change because we want this we want this nation to be what (laughs) we learned about growing up you know like we want it to we want to see it through those rose tinted glasses um as a truly a nation for the people and you know what lately it's not been um and i and it's never been unfortunately for um black americans it's never been um a true home for that demographic um because of oppressive people um oppressive systems system and systems that target them um let's make this let's make change to make this nation truly a home for our black brothers and sisters um because you know what i mean 
Brian, I'm so glad to have you on cast, not only because we've been friends for eight years, but I mean, you, you, you bring a perspective completely different than mine. And it, I think it's just so valuable to hear. Um, I'm glad to have you on specifically this week, but always, um, because you do bring that that perspective of a of a black American male, um, a perspective that I don't have. It's just so it's it's a valuable perspective and refreshing to hear and sobering in so many ways. Because I mean, the average white guy doesn't know what's going on, you know. Yeah. So it's. It's great to have you as a friend and as a co-host and um, I have a meeting coming up, you know, normally I would send you out, send you guys out with a kind of silly, happy song. Um, I think I might still do that today, Um, but we're not going to do 20 questions just because, you know, this week's topic was kind of heavy and you know, it's something that needed to be talked about for a long time on Weisscast, And I'm glad we finally got the opportunity to talk about it for about 30 minutes. Um, I'll send you out with a song, but Bryant until next week, where can they find you? Yeah. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BK Stinton zero eight. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss right. Um, if you have any feedback for us, email feedback at weisscast.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Um, and, you know, uh, at Weisscast, we're not always that serious of a podcast, but when we need to be, we will be, um, especially with important topics such as this. Um, but, you know, until next week, peace out, my dudes.